Welcome to the fucking show. God, it feels so fucking good to play that. Yeah. Fly Eagles Fly, baby. I hate I hate this so much. You're going to hate it. Just imagine. Well, it's you might actually end up loving it because there's a very high chance I get arrested in Philadelphia That's in what, two weeks. It's funny because I told your girlfriend the same thing yesterday. She said, oh, he might be going to Philadelphia for the game. And I was like, he, I was like, I hope you have bail money ready because he might yeah. be getting arrested if he's there. Well, we saved money on Maddie's ticket because her mom had Southwest points, so I only had to buy mine. So the rest of the money that was for the trip is probably going to be <laughs> rescue money. <laughs> no, we already uh, like we. I, I wanted to book my. I, I almost booked my tickets at halftime because of like that, that would be tempting fate. Yeah, I know, and I was like, I'm not. I'm not that guy. That would be also a very Philadelphia thing to do. Yeah. Like just. <laughs> Like, I'm going to go ahead and book it and go ahead and get a tattoo also at halftime. Oh, yeah. World champ tattoo. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was looking at prices, and they were fairly affordable. But she was like, just wait. Let me ask my mom. And then she tried to call her mom, like, after the game, and she wasn't answering. And I was like, I already know when I wake up in it's the morning, late. this shit's going to be, like, doubled in price. Yeah. But we got lucky. We got decent prices for it. And we're actually going for, like, the whole weekend plus Monday, Tuesday as well. Yeah. So, we'll be – yeah, it'll – It'll be a good time, but yeah, it definitely helps that the Super Bowl is not actually in Philadelphia because I I can't imagine what the cost to go to Phoenix is right now. If the Super Bowl was in Philadelphia, that city would burn down. Yeah, I mean, even if they weren't in it, yeah, <laughs> they would just like <laughs> the, the, the NFL would not do that. No, there's no way. It's like we can't ever give it to the link. No. <laughs> yeah, no. the The link's too old, and it, it's not a dome. And you, I, I think I think from now on they're doing all the. It's Super either Bowls all hot weather cities or yeah. in a dome. Yeah, you have to have like fortuitous weather, which is bullshit. We need a snow Super Bowl. That would be sick. I understand like if you've been grueling all season, like just playing in garbage, and you're like, I just want to make it to the Super Bowl so I can play in like healthy weather. It's and like college like, football teams making a bowl game. Like, right. We, we want to go to the Bahamas. We don't want to go yeah. to the Detroit Bowl. Yeah, it's like, surprise, it's in fucking MetLife. Right. <laughs> Did they, didn't they, they did that a few years I ago. I think so. They had yeah. it at MetLife, and it was cold as shit, yeah. and they were like, never again. Yeah. So now now that's always going to be in, like, San Fran, L.A., Phoenix, like, literally anywhere else. Tampa. Tampa will probably host one. The reason that this is so annoying to me is that since we've started this podcast, I've had to sit here and watch your fucking MLB team win a World Series. I've had to sit here and watch the Eagles have probably like the best season of your lifetime. Yep. That mm-hmm. they outside, I mean, they were probably weren't even this good during the Super Bowl your last time. Uh, I no, I mean, we were on a backup quarterback. I mean, granted, he was playing out of his fucking mind, but I would say our defense was as the good. team as a whole. Team as a whole, no. no I, I would say this is this is the best Philly team. Uh, I don't know. The that that 05 team was nasty. As far as like record goes and consistency, this is probably the best Eagles team we've had. I would say this is probably the best 
coach team as a whole. Granted, Andy Reid is like a stud, mm-hmm. but as far as like all of our positional coaches, everybody working like this is the most together and disciplined Eagles team hands and down. While this is all happening, I'm sitting here watching all of my favorite teams yeah. are mid tank at the moment. Oh, the yeah. Cubs rebuilding. Yep. The Colts are fully tanking this year. Yeah, it's a great time to be me. Yeah, <laughs> and it's an awful time to have to sit here and watch you be you. Yeah. And it's what's what's great also is that as a Braves fan, I have two other like really good friends who are division rivals, Mets and Phillies fan. Yeah. And then I'm an Eagles fan and my entire like family is randomly also NFC East fans of other teams. Mm-hmm. Like Washington Commanders and my mom is a Dallas Cowboys fan. I was just thinking about this the other day. When, uh, I don't think we have given Carlos enough shit for the fact that the Phillies got no hit in a World Series game. I think people forgot about that. And <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I let his ass have it when it, when it was happening. I think, we need to, I think we need to rub that in his face a yeah. little bit more because the, that's legendarily bad. And they did it to the Astros, who we all hate. Yeah, the only thing that I, I am worried about, though, is that with the Phillies – losing the World Series and now the Eagles are in the Super Bowl. Oh. <laughs> I don't I don't know if the city can handle two championship two consecutive losses, L's like two this consecutive in like a three L's. month period. Yeah, I, I don't think and and I'm going to be there like win or lose. It's going to be the fucking purge yeah. if they lose. So it's like yeah, I I really don't know what would be worse for the <laughs> for the city <laughs> like cuz like they've already like like they're just going to be grease and poles for the next like three weeks. I don't know why they don't just like just keep them greased at this point because I feel like even on a, any given weekend somebody's bound to climb those poles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or just get up on the statues or something. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah because I've I've never been to Philly, but I saw like my TikTok was full of the city after the win, and it. I mean, it's chaos, but it looked so much fun. So much fun. People were, like, crowd surfing. This dude was, like, doing handstands on a plywood board as they were, like, passing him through Main Street, and he was, like, tossing jello shots out to people. Of course he was. <laughs> I was like, this is so fucking lit. So, yeah, we're we're going to be there. Maybe I'll do – maybe um, maybe we'll add a segment to the podcast where I, like, FaceTime you in the middle of the city. And oh, you hell can, yeah. Like, you can screen record it. And I'll, we'll just, I'll set it up for everybody. Post it on the YouTube. Yeah, we'll upload it to the YouTube just to see. We might have to, to, might have to postpone it depending on, like, statute of limitations issues. But like, That's true, yeah. So we, have to, we have to wait four years to post this on the YouTube so Schmoll doesn't go to jail. Yeah, we'll just have to cut out the parts that incriminate me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so well, I guess we can go ahead. We got plenty to talk about with the whole NFC, AFC championship stuff. Not really much to talk about in the Eagles 49ers game other than our D-line are basically hitmen at this point. Yeah, they like went through and basically scrubbed up the rest of what was left of the 49ers quarterback yeah, room. Yeah, if there was if there was any hope for them to have any health remaining at the end of the season, we just straight Kamikaze. Yeah, I was little, I, I got to say in the second half I was sitting by the phone in case the 49ers called me. And- yeah, right. <laughs> I saw somebody tweet out to um, Joe Montana – They'd be like, are you at the game? <laughs> I'll buy you a jersey. Throw, on, the, throw on those sketchers, big boy. Yeah. Get in the game. He, he tweeted back, and he said, I'm warming up right now. Where do I pick up my jersey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was um, – I don't know, though, because – I mean, Brock Purdy goes down. Josh Johnson – I mean, the dude has been on, what, 13, 14 – 14 NFL, teams. 14 NFL teams in 
what like I think he he's thirty six. Yeah. And I think I think he got drafted to the league. So yeah, it was two thousand eight. I think I saw he was like a sixth round pick in so, two thousand eight. So fourteen teams in four, fifteen years. Yeah. So it's like obviously this dude's not good. Now granted you are desperate and you probably don't have cap space to sign some like decent free agent, but like was he on the practice squad? Was he a free agent pickup? Like is there not, nobody else out there? That, I'm like, not sure, like whether or not he was a free agent pickup or if he was just kind of like around. And yeah. Like, I also don't really know the up. rules of the NFL. Like, do can you you can't pick up anybody once the playoffs start? I would assume. I don't right? think so. Yeah. I think maybe you can call somebody up from a practice squad, but right. I don't think that you. can he, Maybe pick he up. was the practice squad guy, but but also Brock Purdy was that dude, and you don't you don't expect a third QB to go down. But if it's gonna happen to anybody, it's gonna be apparently the them who they have like the worst quarterback injury luck I've ever seen. That is NFL that is pretty team. bad. Well, what's even crazier is that the play that Josh Johnson went out. He went out because of a concussion, but if you if you look at the way that he went, like he got tackled, he almost had his UCL torn. Yeah, it like was the same. Kind it of was hit. the exact same thing. So I don't know, man. Like it's just you all had a price on their head, Bounty Gate. Yeah, and then and and also, um, like we scored our first drive with relative ease, but then the second touchdown that we got. They handed us, like, 60 yards of penalties. Mm-hmm. Like, every time that we got stopped, they would get, like – like, we would get bailed out. And you could say that, you know, the, that they were, like, looking forward and stuff. But every single call that they made that I watched, like, was a legitimate penalty. Like, really bad holding call, a late hit, or, you know, um, a P.I. call or a face mask. Like, they all actually happened, like, right in front of the ref. So – they really just fucked themselves. Might have been desperation. They yeah, I mean, you feel yeah. the game slipping away from you. Yeah, for sure. Um, but also, like Fred Warner went down and like, like the first, first play, drive. it was like the f- first, like second play of the game. Yeah, I was like, no. I mean, he ended up coming back, but I was like, is this really how this game's gonna go? And that's exactly it's exactly how the game, how the game went. went. It was exactly like, who, who went. are all your best players? Like, we're gonna hurt them. I will say that run by McCaffrey. That was like the most infuriating thing I've ever had to watch. Oh yeah, that that might have been like the best like play by a white guy yeah <laughs> in nfl playoff history yeah cut to that uh uh that scene from longest yard yes <laughs> steve austin's like that's how a white man runs a football <laughs> that's what everybody was calling. which it really isn't how a white man runs a football usually the white man runs the football very slowly yeah and gets tackled very yeah. quickly McCaffrey, uh, other than his skin color is not white <laughs> it's that's just true. the way he he's plays. a freak of nature yeah um but yeah so and then yeah, i guess you could go to the chiefs and Bengals game and I don't know. I think the Bengals were talking entirely too much shit going into this game. I don't even know if Eli it was, Apple specifically. It's Eli, no, dude, Eli Apple is just the dumbest motherfucker. Because yeah. he's constantly the one talking shit, and he constantly is the one getting, getting cooked burnt. alive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the dude got absolutely roasted in the Super Bowl. Um, like, t- to the point where everybody was like, we need to cut him. And then he had, like, an average season this year. Yeah. I saw, I saw a bunch of, like, Bengals fans trying to, like, point out like his some of his numbers against like certain teams and it was like week one 17 yards allowed like two two knockdowns or something and then it was like it was almost like every other week and i was like yeah but let's look at the numbers from the weeks that you're not including in this list and right like give up 98 yards seven catches and three stuff. touchdowns yeah. three yeah it's like this is the uh the king of like i show up when i feel like it kind of guy he's always the one talking shit and like everybody knows that when Eli Apple starts talking shit, like things are gonna go south. Yeah, and then and and it's it's you know it's really bad when like Brittany and Jackson Mahomes have been quiet all year, and then Brittany's like first tweet about 
anything is mocking Eli Apple, and it's like, look what you've done, Eli. The most you've got him riled up again. <laughs> the most damning thing was the uh, the mayor of Cincinnati. That was funny. Where he yeah. said that they're demanding a paternity test to prove <laughs> that Joe Burrow was Patrick Holmes' yeah. daddy. <laughs> and then you had Travis Kelsey calling him a jabroni. Yeah. Like, what kind of what kind of insult? Good is for that? him. He he took the, he took that insult though. He came back. He was like, "Yep, that, I earned that." Yeah. <laughs> he was like, "I am Mayor Jabroni now." Right, Mayor Jabroni. <laughs> That is, yeah. Now we got the Kelsey Bowl. Kelsey Bowl and Andy Reid against his former team. I don't know. If if anything is going to be rigged, It, I mean, you could call it this week. Right. Because, like, you got the Kelsey brothers in a bowl, Andy Reid against his, his ex-team. You got the Chiefs and the, uh, and the Eagles who have debatably, like, the craziest fans in the NFL. And now they're going to be in a stadium together. Like, there's going to be murders. Yeah, in Arizona. It's Arizona. Like that's the crime a, rate's gonna, a lawless land out there the, too. The crime rate's gonna spike for that weekend. Yep. <laughs> like, Even more so. I mean, it's like Tempe's like Scottsdale. That's just like where every rich like fifty year old goes yeah. to retire when yeah. they have too much money and just goes to be the shit. Yeah, they have they have drink. like a record low crime rate, and now all of a sudden they're in like top ten. Bring bringing the whole state, like city of Philadelphia to your house, dude. It's gonna be. I, I mean, that's crazy. Like I. I really don't know. I mean, unless you get like a rivalry divisional game, I really don't know how you get a rowdier bunch together for like between AFC and NFC. Because I mean, you would say the Chiefs have the craziest fans in the AFC, and I would say the Eagles have the craziest fans in the NFC. Uh, let's see. I mean, craziest, yeah. It depends on how you define crazy, but I can't really. I, guess th- like, I can't really think of one off the top of my head that would be more so than I the guess Chiefs. like rowdiest. Like rowdiest, loudest. Eagles, Eagles are by far like they threw fucking batteries at Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, that you you can't get rowdier than that. I, I mean, maybe he's maybe he needs them for his, his toy shop, man. Yeah, and as far as I mean, I know Chiefs do have some pretty wild fans. And just well, Arrowhead it's, itself is known as like the craziest environment to play in. I think the only other one that I can compare it to maybe like Steelers or Seattle, maybe like. Yeah, I feel like Seattle. With how loud it gets, I feel like I Seattle's guess. just loud. I don't feel like there's a difference between being loud and being rowdy. Yeah, and they also designed that stadium supposedly to like up the decibel level. Like, like, like it could, was like engineered. That I way. could go to Seattle game. I feel like, and it would be loud, and I would be impressed by the volume. But I wouldn't feel like I was like my life in, was in, fear in danger. Of my my life, life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would definitely. Really, I think that would mainly just go to like. Honestly, Eagles or Steelers. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see Steelers. Just, maybe it's just category. Pennsylvania. Maybe they're just fucked up in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I, I have a, uh, I have a buddy who's a, a pretty diehard Colts fan, and he went to the, the Colts Eagles game when it was in um, Lucas Oil, and he said that. He, he said that he, t- <laughs> so like so the Colts almost beat the Eagles this year. Yep. It was like Jeff Saturday's first or second game or something, and. He said he was sitting up in the... Um, we would have. We just didn't want to fuck up our tank. That's true, yeah. So you're welcome. Yeah, I appreciate that. And um, he said he was sitting up in the stands and like... My friend is like a pretty like talkative guy. He's easy to get along with. But he also was like... He's not like afraid of confrontation. So he was... There was an Eagles... A couple of Eagles fans behind him in the row. And he turned back and he was like, Oh yeah, you guys... Enjoying the city, blah blah blah, just like kind of like goobery shit to like say to an Eagles fan, especially when his team's losing. Yeah, <laughs> like and he's like, he he looked down at him uh, at my buddy, and he was like, "Shut the fuck up!" It's like y'all aren't even a good team. We're just having a bad game, and he was like, 
was literally not even talking like, shit right, I'll at go all. Fuck my- <laughs> I was like, I was just seeing how how your day was going. Probably in like that thick like Delco accent. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he was like, uh, um. Yeah, he was like, you guys aren't even a fucking good team. Like, you're just getting lucky right now. And he was like, dude, okay. Like, and then, <laughs> like, it just barely escalated the whole fucking game. He said if his wife wasn't pregnant, they would have went to fisticuffs, but. No, don't blame your wife. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> just send her for popcorn just or say, something. Just say you didn't want these hands. Right, exactly. So, um, so, so yeah, we got Eagles, Eagles and Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Uh, and I'll be in Philly. So, I can't fucking wait for that. I will say, I, we talked about this briefly before, but there's a lot on the line in this game for uh, Chiefs and Chiefsaholic in particular. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. But you talked about this for the podcast. So, Go I don't ahead. know if people have heard of who Chiefsaholic is, but he is a rabid Chiefs fan who goes to every game dressed up in, like, a wolf costume. Mm-hmm. And he got arrested, like, a month or two ago. But it turns out that he was robbing banks to, like, fund all of these trips to the games. And, and I, I saw that the banks he was robbing were, like, in line with, like, where the Chiefs were playing on yeah, the road. Yeah. yeah. He was just like, I'm going to feel like on the way. I'm just going to stop and just, like, hit this bank. hit this bank real quick <laughs> so I can get sweet tickets. So I'm going to get great tickets and fucking get hammered at this game. Yeah. And he did it in, like, his wolf costume. Yes, that's like, the like, other thing. Like, what in the world are you doing? Like, if you're, if you're smart enough to rob a bank and get away with it, I would assume you wouldn't be then dumb enough to like appear on TV yeah. in the same fucking mask you Surprisingly, use. like the rate of like getting caught robbing banks is way lower than you would think it is. It's like all it's below fifty percent. I, I really would assume it depends on how long you spend in the bank. It's like, like it's like below, if you go in and just grab what they give you and then just run, you probably actually have to Well shot. it's like below fifty percent, but like the wild thing is like if you physically if you make it out of the bank with the money, that number goes down to like fifteen, twenty percent. Like Basically, all you got to do is just, like, get as much money as you can in, like, 30 seconds and, like, physically make it out of the bank. Yeah, because I, I think, well, yeah, tellers are trained to just, like, do whatever you say. Yeah. Like, you just slide a note across and be like, give me all the money. And then they literally have to, like, give you all their money. <laughs> I forgot what I was listening to. It was either a podcast or a TV show that was like, if you if you wrote them a note that said, "Can you, will you please give me all of the money? Like, is that technically a crime? Because, like, you're you're just asking for it. You requested it. You're not saying, give me the money. You're saying, will you please give me the money? Yeah, it's polite. Polite robbery. But I feel like Saul Goodman can get me out of that conviction. Yeah. Well, that's... He was just asking. Right, exactly. That's another thing. Like, to me, robbery robbery is, like, forcefully taking. Yeah. If the teller hands me a bag of money, I didn't take shit. I even said please. I was respectful about it. I (laughs) Told him to have a nice day. Yeah. Yeah, there's... uh, I'm, I'm almost certain that the bank that I use... Well, it's actually a, a, a credit union. Like, it's a smaller credit union. I'm 100% certain that it could it would get robbed with ease. Yeah. Like, just... Because there's, like, no security on the front door. They don't have, like, a cop in there. Everyone in there is, like, late, middle-aged. And, like, some of them are, like, handicapped. I'm like, I could easily just take all of this. All right, we'll talk about this off-air. We'll, yeah. see, we'll see what we can get up yeah. to. Yeah, we'll... Uh... It's definitely not the. <laughs> Just hit it on the way out of town before you go to Philly for the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, it worked for Chiefs Holic for several years. It yeah. Appears. So this is unconfirmed. I was listening to. I want to credit. Uh, pardon my take for this because I was listening, yeah. and apparently there's a rumor that he also has a fairly large like futures bet on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, and. They're, they might literally be playing for his freedom because, like, if that Super Bowl bet hits and it's a large enough amount, like, he could be able to post bail. That is incredible. I, I saw – I was – have you seen um, 
Have you seen Billy Football's like Vice documentary? Yeah. On the Chiefs, they, I, so they they were mentioning stuff like that, and they basically went into like the whole dynamic of all the super fans of the Chiefs and stuff. But like they didn't really cover Chiefsaholic too much. Nobody really wanted to like talk about it. So it's like I'm wondering if it's like probably still got shooters out there. In the right. Streets. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like how how ingrained is he in the super? Fan He's culture? like the super fan. Right. So that would be fucking. If he just like like if the Chiefs won the Super Bowl and all of a sudden he's like back at the game. NFL super fans always kill me because you they'll just cut to him in the stands and it'll be like some fifty eight year old old man and like a full like shoulder pads with horns coming out of him like spray painted all the way up. I'm like that's somebody's grandfather. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. And he's yeah. just like going Absolutely. all out at this. And fucking, he's been doing this for twenty years. Yeah, and you're just going balls to the wall at this week thirteen Viking Saints game yeah. on a random <laughs> Sunday. Like, it, why is it always like? The spiked horns and stuff like you, you, you kind of associate those with like Raiders fans and stuff. Yeah. But now like everybody's doing that. You got like the Raiders fans and you got like Cleveland the dog pound. Yeah, those, but but, those but even like, like there's been a few Eagles fans where I've seen people with like the spiked shoulder blades and stuff now. It's like it's kind of it's kind of played out. Yeah, man. You're, yeah, you come up with something new. Put like, some wings on there. You're yeah, wear a dog mask and start arm robber in places. Yeah, just, yeah there's got there's, the there's a Cleveland fan out there that's thinking about it right, right now. I guarantee it. Well, there's probably a few like. Like other fans who probably have done it, and but they're just smart enough to get away with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're just out there. That's somewhere. what they said. The best criminals are the ones you've never heard about because yeah, they didn't exactly. get caught. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, what else do we got? We have any other fun stories happening in sports right now? I'm trying to think about because I mean, we're football's coming to an end. The NBA is. I mean, until football's over, nobody gives a shit about the NBA really. Although, okay, speaking of the NBA, did you see did you see the other night at the end of regulation in that Lakers Celtics game when LeBron got fouled and, and then and threw an absolute temper tantrum? He, that was pretty funny because I've never seen like a grown man throw a temper tantrum yeah. like that on the national TV. Yeah. But the best part of that whole thing was Patrick Beverly going over to the sidelines and yeah. grabbing the camera from one of the sideline camera people and going to show the ref like yeah. a picture of LeBron getting fouled. Yeah, that was that was the funniest. We need shit more ever. of that in sports. Oh, absolutely. Well, Pat Bev is like he's he's the he's an absolute like villain, but only if you're not on his team. Yeah, like if, if Pat Bev is on your team, he's like the best fucking teammate ever. Yeah, I, I think it's great. But yeah, wasn't the game over after that? Like, no, like, that was the end of regulation. But the. I mean, Pat Bev also, Pat Bev giveth and taketh away. He had the like game like leading to go up by two, put back dunk with a few seconds left, but then they were up by three, and he, for some reason, fouled Jalen Brown going up for a layup like right at the end of the game to give him a three-point play that sent the game into overtime right before LeBron's yeah, he also, foul, not foul. He also got teed up after he showed the camera thing. And so, like, because I, I saw him tee him up, and I didn't watch the game, so I didn't know – what the actual score was. Like, I thought the game was over after that. And I thought the ref was just teeing somebody up just to do it. And I was like, but there was no time left. Just so. teeing people up, like, in his everyday life. Yeah, like, right. when the game. <laughs> just a ref walking around the grocery store. He gets cut, he gets cut in line at the grocery store and he blows his yeah, whistle and tees him up. And everybody's like, what the fuck? What's going on? He has a whistle on his back. He's just hanging from his neck and all He just starts shooting free throws in the middle of the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that would be a good skit. That would. We should write that down. That's funny. I actually am. I'm going to write that down. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, so, what else have you pinged us? I know you were you were live on the Mayo Boys Twitter the other day. Uh, there was also I don't know if you saw the um, <laughs> the the random like 
college student like walking onto the court during the college basketball game. Oh, the, 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 the Uber Eats. like the DoorDash order. The, yeah, the door- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. It was a fucking Uber Eats order of McDonald's. It seemed like I'm pretty sure it was like a bit. Like it wasn't like a real like DoorDash order. But the fact that like just the <laughs> image of him walking like onto the court during a game he's, holding like a McCafe coffee and like a bag of like double cheeseburgers. Yeah, he's literally he's holding it up and he's like serving the crowd like somebody's gonna be like that's mine. Bring it over. Yeah, he's like, like an, he's, he's, he's walking towards a three point line. He was like standing in the corner like while the guy like the guy was like three feet away from him like with the ball in yeah. play. And it would have been funny if one of the assistant coaches was like, oh, that's me. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. Well, that's another thing. It's like it has to be a, a, a skit unless there is a McDonald's like in the fucking stadium. Like what Uber Eats driver is like buying a ticket to the game. So, so he how did he get, yeah, so I wonder, how did he get in the stadium right. holding a bag of McDonald's? Yeah, and, I, I like, feel like that was definitely like a cloud chase attempt. I mean, I haven't seen it pop up anywhere. But, but my thing is, is like the usher, not only was he let through the game, the usher let him through like the bottom tunnel where like – VIP access only is where they actually check court tickets. access. They actually check tickets. There. It's a little bit different because I mean, it was, I think it was at Duquesne, which is not like a huge like college. It's yeah. still like a D one basketball game, but I feel like it's a lot easier to access the court at a Duquesne game than it yeah. is at like Rupp Arena. That's very true. I I can only imagine that like he was pulling through like the Uber line outside and then just like was using his Uber Eats excuse to try to see how far it could get him into the game. And he ends up on the court. He's like, that's as far as I can get. Some fucking usher just wasn't thinking. It was yeah. like, oh, yeah, maybe yeah. one of the like media guys ordered like some Uber Eats. He's like, yeah, go right ahead, bud. Yeah, he's like, how how far will this will this get to, uh, get me? And it literally got him to like almost literally half, on the almost court. half court. Yeah. <laughs> and then the ref was like, get, get off the court. Yeah, like, go move. <laughs> the usher came and they got said him, that like, they oh, didn't shit. even they didn't even kick him out of the game. Like they said that he like they just like ushered him away from the court and then he just like went back up in the stands and watched the rest of the game like. <laughs> It's like that fucking worked. Uh, oh, there. Okay, so there was something I did want to talk about, but I have to I have to research real quick just okay. to like remember his name. So I'm gonna pause it. Okay, so the guy in question that I was talking about. Um, yeah, we're good. Okay, the guy in question I was talking about is Barry Bremen, who some I guess faithful sports listeners and sports historians will probably know this guy. He's actually been on like. Late shows with, I don't know if it was Letterman because I don't know if Letterman was in the eighties, but he's been, he he's, he has some 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 notoriety. But um, anyway, so this guy was known as the Great Imposter, and he started his like impostering career off of a dare from his friends. That's where, how every great night starts. Yeah, where they literally dared him. I think I guess I guess it would have been the yeah NBA All Star game. Was the ABA still around in seventy nine? Oh, uh, I think they had merged by then. Yeah. So NBA All Star Game with the can- he he put on a Kansas City Kings like warm up uniform. He's like this was before they moved to Sacramento. Yeah. So he 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 puts on a warm up uniform and he's literally doing like layup lines for like five minutes before the like head coach of the team is like, who the fuck is this guy? Hey, props to him though. If you lasted five minutes on the NBA court, he probably could hoop just a little bit. Like he had, to, he had to have looked okay out there. They said he was a he was a former athlete, so he had some kind of. But I can imagine he's probably like. 5'10". Yeah. And he's just out there, like, noticeably shorter than everyone else on the court. They're like, who's the white guy? Yeah, so so that was the start of it. And then after that, in in the same year, he literally goes and plays a practice round, like, disguised as, like, a player 
at the U.S. Open. That's the easiest sport to go under disguise at because, like, you can just be you. <laughs> you can just be like I could walk out there and they'd be like, "Oh, he must be a rookie or something." Yeah, like, just yeah, or, or like an amateur just turned pro or yeah. something. Yeah, you can be fat, tall, skinny, ugly, like you know, not muscular, chunky. Doesn't yep. matter. And then in July of that same year, he goes to the MLB All Star Game wearing a New York Yankees uniform. And he took fly balls for half an hour before he was caught. That's another sport, baseball. I feel like I could get away, yeah. I could get away with being a, like a fake baseball player yeah. too. Well, that, that's another thing is like you know when you're like shagging fly balls in the All Star game, you have like hitting coaches and like out like actual positional coaches hitting you fly balls yeah. and like so they're just like not paying attention. Plus, it's the All Star game, so it could just be like, oh, this is a guy from another team that I just haven't heard of before. Yeah. And then so he did that. And then that December, this was like, 79 was a busy year for him. Like, he literally, he put the warm-ups on at the Kansas City Kings game. And then got addicted th- three more times that year, he sneaks into, like, world-class events. He literally, he dresses up as a Cowboys cheerleader and goes onto the field That's at the Texas one that I don't Stadium. get. Like, how that, you should have been spotted immediately Immediately, that. yeah. So, I, I did actually see sure. some video of that when I, when I saw it. And, like... I, I want to say that when they did discover that he was an imposter, they, like, tackled the fuck out of him. Yeah. Like, like, some usher just runs up and, like, tackles his ass, rips his wig off. Can you imagine just being somebody in the stands, seeing that happen, like, not realizing what's occurring? Like, you're in, like, the second deck, and you just see <laughs> you just see this fucking, like, three security guards just go lay out one of the Cowboys cheerleaders. Dragging like, him out. Dragging him out of the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> somebody stop him. <laughs> Oh, man. And also, like, his dedication alone is what's crazy. Because the dude lost 25 pounds to play this cheerleader for 20 minutes. Yeah. And is practicing routines with his wife, like, in their living room. And he's, then, had, like, he's like, he was crunching film during Cowboys yeah. games. Like, getting their fucking, like, routines down. Yes. In his living room. As all the chants and two, three, down. four, one, yeah, two, and, three, and, dude, four. he did this for years at the 1980 U.S. Open. Um, and then he, then it, in in eighty five he played a practice round with Fred Couples, yeah. like literally he's he just a major out there. champion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a part of the foursome with Fred Couples when they're taking their practice round. That this is my favorite one. He poses an umpire like during the nineteen eighty World Series, and he made it all the way to home plate. Like you know when they gather for yeah. like like the pregame speech about his crew. They're trading like the lineup cards and everything. Yeah. And he's just out there like, yep, that looks good. Looks everything yep. checks and, out. Every- and then all of a sudden there's just an extra umpire and they're like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> I, th- I still think it would have been hilarious if the other like home plate umpire was just like, Oh, I guess they called him a backup. And this guy like ended up like umpiring like two yeah. innings of a world series game. Yeah. It's like, out. um, it's like any of the old like action movies or video games where like you dress up as like a security guard for like some some henchman yeah and he walk up it's like hey jimmy you got the night off and he's like oh sweet all <laughs> oh, right i'm yeah. gonna get out of here and he's calling balls and strikes <laughs> fine home plate oh man and then like 86 and will be all-star game tommy lasorda has to be the guy that busts him for like all this stuff and then he made pose as a line judge super bowl 15 and then he tried to sneak into super bowl 16 as the san diego chicken <laughs> he gets busted i can only imagine that like he's trying to come in as the san diego chicken and the real san diego chickens walking spider-man through. meme just like they're, pointing at yeah they're just like, like there's like mascot <laughs> fighting like doing because like he can't he can't break his character but it's like trying to signal that something's obviously and then, wrong <laughs> <laughs> and security guards are standing there like which one do yeah. we fucking lay out they're both just like looking at each other like he's the real yeah it's like that it's like that meme where all the spider-mans are Pointing guns at each yep. other. <laughs> like, like, who do we fucking kick out of here? Yeah. How do? You, so how would the security guard know? They're asking questions that only the San Diego chicken would know. <laughs> <laughs> 
What's your favorite food? It's like, oh, fuck, chicken. <laughs> You're like, imposter. Like, they would never. That's cannibalism. <laughs> they would never. Oh, man. It's just like, th- this guy is a fucking That's a legendary legend. move. Uh, let's see. That's another thing. Like, I feel like we, I talked to this with my dad once before. Is I feel cheated out of the fact that by the time, like, I came into adulthood, like, it's so much harder to scam people now than it was oh, back in yeah. like the eighties. Oh yeah, and 70s. But, yeah, yeah, back in like the Bernie Madoff days, like that shit would never like like seventies and the eighties. I feel like you could get away with damn near anything with nothing but confidence. Yeah, all you, all you have to do is just tell somebody that if you do this, I'll do this. There was no and way then, to validate. And then you just don't have to do that. Yeah, like, there was no way to validate anything. People were way too trusting back then. <laughs> yeah, like I could just if I just put on like my nicest sh- suit in the seventies and like walked into like the players' entrance of like an NBA game, they would, would be like just like wave hi to the security guard. He'd be like, "Oh hey." Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it is kind of like. So I, I have thought about this because with my job, like I have, d- depending on if my work is like sponsoring the event or we're like health covering the event, I have come to like help out. And there's not really direction. They're just like, yeah, show up and like say you're with us or flash your badge or something. Yeah. I was like, somebody could easily just photocopy my badge and be like, I'm with the team because I've literally never been stopped. Yeah. Never been stopped. One time at, and this isn't really imposter stuff, but this was just like a persuasion. I, um, this was back when Kentucky, this would have been the 20, what was the undefeated year? 2017, 2015. Yeah. So that was that year where we played the first two rounds at KFC Yum Center. So me and my mom went up to like scalp tickets. And I, I forget what, I forget what team played the game right before us. But basically when you bought your ticket, you got your ticket to the round of 64 and 32 mm-hmm. or I guess whatever it was. Anyway, you got two rounds. And so um, the team that had just lost was walking out. I want to say it was like Bowling Green or like, Greensboro or something mm-hmm. like just a really trappy team so I was like hey are you guys leaving and they were like yeah I was like can I buy your tickets from you and they were like sure so literally 20 bucks for two tickets like that should have been probably 100 200 right. tickets we walk in and apparently there's no re-entry like we walk up and they're like yeah we can't let you back in and it was just like this it was just probably like early to mid 20s girl who was just like She's just like, I'm just following rules. And I was like... You just hit him with the, come on. I, I, I literally come was like, come on. I was like, we stepped out to smoke. Well, I didn't even smoke at the time. I was like, we stepped out to smoke. I didn't know, blah, blah, blah. I was like, my mom, she's been a lifelong fan. Like, just giving her the spiel. Like, just hitting her with it. Cheesing it. And she just, like, looks around. She goes, all right, come on. And I was like, dude, I could do that anytime I want. Yep. Like, literally anytime I want. You just got to find the weakest looking yeah, security just, guard. <laughs> who's who's going to break? Yeah. And I just happened to find luck with the first one. But... Like I, I always think about that stuff when I'm when I'm somewhere where I should be, but I'm also like they should have better security here. Like yeah, <laughs> I, I will say that I've been I've actively tried to get us media credentials to like several different Kentucky sporting <laughs> events, and I've and, gotten denied every time. Yeah, but that's the thing is like they 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 respond to you. Yeah, so it's pretty easy. To like at least get a hold of them. Yeah, and I feel I feel like if you keep trying, somebody's gonna break. Yeah, eventually that's gonna slip through the cracks. One game, like I'm gonna try and do it. Just some, maybe next year will be the year. Just some random game where I know there's not gonna be a whole lot of media coverage. And they're just gonna be like, sure, we got 40 open media credential spots. Yeah. I'm like, fucking throw them one. Yeah, it'll be like a fucking like temple, like yeah, <laughs> temple liberty. It'll game be or fucking something. sitting right there on the sidelines next to Jimmy Dykes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
hey, Jimmy, how's it going? He's like, who the fuck are you? And you just flash your badge. It's like, dude, I'm fucking media. Mail boys. Yeah, mail boys. Chill out. You should know about us. You should know. Yeah. Bam Chudley, mail boys. You yeah. never never heard yeah. of me? Obviously, you never heard of us. That's We're a big deal. Start <laughs> slapping our QR codes all over the fucking stadium. <laughs> <laughs> just put one in Jimmy Dykes' hand as yeah. a business card. There you go. Yeah. He's like, what is this? It's definitely not a virus. Yeah. <laughs> you scan it. It's fine. Oh, man. But, yeah, so Barry Bremen, the fucking man. Like, now, nowadays I feel I, – I feel like it, it can be done, but it would just be much more impressive now. The only chance that you have of doing it nowadays is if you're, like, that dude that looks exactly like Clay Thompson that goes to the Warriors Well, games. that was <laughs> what made me think about it. And that's – so it was funny because I saw that guy, and then a TikTok popped up. Like comparing that to Barry Bremen, it's like, but Barry Bremen's the goat. Like this yeah. guy just wishes he was. Barry this guy Bremen. just looks exactly like Clay Thompson. Yeah, and like, even, like a, and even a fat then, Clay Thompson. And even then, he never made it onto the court. He was just like near the court, and people like photographed him looking yeah. like Clay Thompson. It, it was so funny because there was one where everybody's like, they, they obviously think this is Clay Thompson, but then there was one where they were tailgating for a game. And he's walking around the parking lot, shotgunning beers, and yeah. everybody still thinks it's. Everybody's like, hell yeah, look at him! Yeah. He's gonna go out and drop thirty tonight. Yeah. People are so fucking stupid. Speaking of shotgunning beers, Stetson Bennett. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> inform, inform the folks of this in case they don't know. Shotgun Apparently was shotgunning several beers in Dallas, Texas last, I think it was two nights ago. It's so funny because, like, well, first of all, the dude's like 28 years old. Yeah. And so I, I feel, he knows he's not going to make it to the end. Like, I really don't think he has a shot. He's just, like, NFL. living all of his glory right yeah, now. He's, like, this is the end for him. Like, the peak has happened. He has back-to-back national championships. After he graduates next year, he's not going to have, like, all, like, the Georgia pussy <laughs> like yeah. that was, like, being thrown at him. Uh, I don't know. I feel like, well, I mean, once once Stetson Bennett Kia gets popping off the ground in Athens, Georgia, a couple of years from now. That's true. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. But, like, he's going to be, like, that guy that you know, like, whenever you were in high school, the guy that graduated, like, two years ago. But still he's, shows he, up to he the games. He still comes to all the games. And, yeah. like, you occasionally see him at, like, the homecoming dances and shit. Like, he's like what are you doing here? He's 32, walking around the sidelines, talking to the cheerleaders. Like, you know I used to run this. Yeah. I used to run this shit, right? Yeah, he's got and his then, rings on. He's like, you ever seen one of these? And they're like, who are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he arrested on a PI charge. Would you, would you say he was, like... Just knocking on random people's doors. Yeah, he said apparently he was like looking for like one of his said one of his friends lived there. Oh, I bet. And, but he yeah. was just too hammered and was just knocking on the wrong doors. A tale as old we've, as time. We've been there. A tale as <laughs> old as time. We've all been there. But at the same time, you're in Dallas, Texas, the home of the TCU Horn Frogs, who you just beat by sixty points in the national championship game. You know, whenever the police showed up and were like. Let me see your ID. And he pulls out the ID that says Stetson Bennett on it. They were like, get in the fucking car. Yeah. (laughs) Get in the car now. That is kind of a baller thing to do, to like go absolutely eviscerate a team in the national championship and then go party in their fucking city. I wonder if they were going to let him go until he was just like flashing his championship (laughs) rings at the cops. Like, you want one of these pussies? You'll never have one of these. (laughs) He's like, you can have this one. I got another one. (laughs) It's got the score on it and everything. Like 65 to 7, motherfuckers. (laughs) Oh, shit. No, that's that, that was really funny when I saw that. I was like, honestly, I saw this coming. Like he's he's gonna be a Manzel. He's literally yeah, oh, another sure. Manzel. He's got an extremely punchable face. I didn't notice Dude. it before until like this like past season because before he had like the whole underdog like former walk on story, but like this year after he won the championship and was like a household name, I was like, oh, this guy is probably pretty fucking annoying. He has the name and look of every Duke lacrosse player ever. I'm pretty sure he's like a fourth too. I think he's like Stetson Bennett the fourth. He is, yeah, yeah. 
So it's so a, long, even, so a long line of money. A long like, line of douchebag Stetsons. Yeah, old money. Old money and white oppression. <laughs> <laughs> Just colonizer face. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, you got anything else? I think, we, I think we powered through all the ones that I had to talk about. Okay. Well, uh, we're at a pretty good time. We can start our segment. Oh, I got to find the bag. Hold oh, on. Oh, shit. We're also running low, so we should probably make some new ones. That's true. Like, we might. I think we maybe only have two more left in the bag. All right, we'll, we'll do those last two, and then by next podcast, we'll have right, some new ones for them. you. All right, let me go find them. All right. Actually, never mind. They're right here. And now I'm Perfect. <laughs> Didn't even have to pause. Oh, there's a few in there. That's true. I think there's maybe four or five. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll still get some more going. All right. We're still taking fan votes. Uh, we're almost out of the fan ones from last time. Yeah, so many. Yeah, we ran so through them. You guys did great. Yeah, <laughs> so many submissions last time. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I, I've, you heard me wrestling before, so you know it's legitimate. Yep. Uh... This is the one. We're probably out of good ones, too. Yeah, unfortunately. This is definitely your handwriting. (laughs) Okay. The question is, what is your most quote-unquote useless skill? Oh, okay. I've got mine. I already know mine. Um, I feel like I have a few... Go ahead, though. I can think of mine. So, my most, like, useless skill is that I am extremely good at, like, if I am if I drop something out of my hands, I am very adept at being able to, like, kick it before it hits the ground and, like, catch it back in my hand. I've done it, like... That, maybe, that is not useless. That is a very useful I've skill. I've done it 12... I would say, like, 12 to 15 times in my life. I can recall, like, dropping something out of my hand and then kicking it back up into my hand before it hit the ground. And I, every time I look around to see if anybody saw nobody it, nobody ever sees, it, yeah. sees it. Nobody no. ever sees it. Yeah, I can see that. So Okay, so I have I have one. Actually, I have two or three, and I'm going to mention all of them. Okay. My, my first one um, is I have a very insane ability... To, like, if I need a certain number of things, like, for example, say say I need, like, seven pieces of paper. Yeah. Like, out of a stack, almost, like, 70 to 80% of the time, I will grab exactly seven pieces of paper. That is impressive. I do it all the time. Or what I'll do is, I'll like, like, when I used to work in the restaurant and I would need, like, ten straws for drinks, I would grab Scoop. straws and nine times out of ten I would have exactly as many as I needed. And without even really trying, like just subconsciously grabbing and, and having the exact number I needed. Yeah, it was weird. Like it, it happened to the point where I thought about it one day and then I really started like tabbing how many times I get it right. And it was probably 75% of the time I had exactly what I needed. That's either like extremely high level autism yeah. or <laughs> probably the, the highest functioning autist in the world. It's probably that. <laughs> so I have, I have useless full autism when it comes to like... I'm also a very like textury person with my like yeah my my, uh, my textile senses, so I'm pretty good at like uh, nabbing stuff. Like, my 
my other what go ahead I was like, it's like those people, like the one guy that can like, you, he did like a flyover of like New York City in a helicopter and then and he can draw the entire like it, yeah. New York skyline yeah. by memory. Yeah, mine's not that cool. <laughs> <laughs> mine's just like functional. Yeah. Um, my other one, one of my other ones is that I'm double jointed in my thumb. Okay. So I can like dislocate it. Yeah. That and then pop really it back weird. in. When I was in middle school, um, like as like pranks on like teachers and stuff i would go to my friends and like push me down and they'll like act like they push me down and i would fall and i would get up and my thumb would be like out of place and i'd be like (gasps) like, run around and everybody everybody. would fucking panic and then like another teacher who had seen me do it already walks up and he goes cut it out and he like pushes my thumb and it like popped back in and i was like whoa dude like you're fucking aggressive hey, Jesus, right now. Like, that, you took a real big chance right yeah there, i was, I was yeah, like, it. like what if it was really <laughs> fucked up <laughs> you should just played it up even more it's like ah! yeah just screaming like call my mom she's like what the fuck they go to check the security camera and they're like you're fired dude. yeah like, dude yeah like you can't do that <laughs> Can you do this? Is a terrible podcasting. Can you do this with your thumb? Uh, you have yeah. hitchhiker thumb. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I can. So I. I could like. I can make like claw hands, but it's like it's really. Oh yeah, you're definitely autistic. Yeah. So like my right thumb doesn't do it, but my left thumb can like pop and dislocate out of place. Like see like that bone, and then I can like pop it back in. Yeah. I know this is you can none of you can see this, but I feel like everybody knows a friend who can do that. Yeah. Like a lot of people know double jointed people, but. But yeah, so that's that's another one. And then do you have another one that you have? Uh, I probably should have been thinking of at least another one, but I can't really think of one at the moment. Yeah. I also can, like, twirl pens and pencils, like, in my hands. Like, you know the people that can twirl yeah. them like drumsticks? Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, cool, like, you're a drummer? And I was like, nope. No. Nope. I just got bored when I was fucking 11 in class because class is awful. I can do that with, like, poker chips. Like, Yeah. It's 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 a similar concept, like, but... But the only other people I know that can do it really are drummers yeah. who actually have a functional use for it. And mine is just because I can't not do something with my hands or my feet. Yes. Because of the possible altis. Yeah. <laughs> just constantly having to like, that's why I'm always like, if you, you've probably noticed me. I just sit here and like, I'll sit here oh, and yeah. twirl my hoodie strings oh, and yeah. whatever disease that is that I have that me and you apparently both have. Yeah. It's just like constant fidgeting at all times. Oh yeah. Yep. It's uh, like I'm always like biting the inside of my mouth or I'm just like yep. messing with stuff like twirling. Like I'm, I, I love to find ripples in clothes mm-hmm. and just like whoop them back and forth. Like that. <laughs> like, that's my favorite fucking shit to do. Like just sit there and like crumple up a shirt with like texture and then just like sit there with my thumb and fuck smooth it. it out. Yeah, literally. It's fucking it's it's an absolute like texture like sense. I do get mesmerized by those videos of like the like the, the on TikTok like the like it'll be like some like stand-up comedian but like the bottom part will just be like one of those like magic putty videos where yeah they, like, they, like <laughs> smush it and like smooth it out and like, yeah, like or smush the, it again and smooth it back out i'm like mm. yeah or when they have a that's nice on tiktok and it's like a family guy clip and yeah. it's like the gta car and it's just like perfectly hitting on the four tires like or they're playing like time. subway surfer like yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're not even paying attention to the clip you're just like and then, it, infuri- and then it infuriates me when they like miss one of the coins i'm like oh yeah. that pissed me off so much why didn't you get that one why did all oh, right well yeah so those are my three useless skills just, i'm sure i have plenty more just overpowering autism is yeah. your extreme skill yep but most of them have use they all have use in some faint, like former fashion, but yeah. Uh, this is your handwriting. All right.
suspense is killing me. Oh, God. Where well, we're going there. Oh, fuck. What, <laughs> what, what did I do? Which... <laughs> is it would you rather? Yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever, fuck it. Would you rather walk through crypt territory wearing blood gear oh. or be black in the deep country? Oh, no. I don't even remember writing that one. That's definitely your handwriting. Ooh. Uh, I think... I would probably rather be black or a minority in the deep country um, just because, you know, if, if stuff was to kind of go south, you've kind of got more space to, like, escape or run to. That is a good point. But if you're, like, if you're obviously blooded out in, like, a straight crypt territory, like, there's very little chance for you. Yeah, but it's like, but also, I'm trying to just be devil's advocate here. But like if you look like me and you, like, I feel like that would be even worse. Like, I could definitely play like the like shit. I'm wearing blood gear going through crypt territory as me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But it's like, but there's also that chance like maybe he doesn't know. Like clearly we're not we're not out here banging. We're not in the streets. That's like, true. But I but I feel like blood gear is pretty obvious of what you're wearing. Like. You're fucking like red bandana. <laughs> like a red bandana like over my yeah, mouth. Yeah, literally like like, like you have red bandana over my mouth, like red shirt. I probably have another bandana <laughs> hanging out of my jeans. Like I'm obviously banging. <laughs> <laughs> obviously out here repping. I will say I don't know, it's a little bit more diversified in the gangs now, I feel like. I feel like there are white bloods. <laughs> I mean, are the I'm pretty that- sure there are. I'm I, I'm actually pretty sure there's a there, there's a rapper. Who's who's a like outspoken white blood? I can't remember his name. His name might actually be White Blood. White Blood. That's yeah. what I, if I was a White Blood, that would be my rap name for sure. Absolutely. I would tell everybody. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like because if you if you're like if you're wearing that much red, walking into obvious crypt territory, like that would be a problem for somebody. I don't think you would get confronted. I think you would literally just get shot. Yeah, like, they would just take it from distance. Like, I've never been a minority in the deep country, but even as a white person, the deep country terrifies me. That's what I'm saying. The deep country as a whole, regardless of what race I was, I don't want to fucking be there. Like, the deliverance shit and, like, wrong turn, like, hills have eyes, like, the inbred whole philosophy. Like, take out, like, the... Like, the West Virginia Hills? Yes. Absolutely Take out, like, the dress part of it, like, like dressing like a blood or a crip like i would rather walk through south central la for a week straight than spend one night like by myself in like the hills of west virginia absolutely absolutely no i don't i don't want to be there's also something eerie about like being in the country like because i remember when i first started like my career and stuff like my, my first job was at like a school out in like like the county like yeah. county school and even like it wasn't even a small like it was a, it was a small town, but it was like like the the practice football field was like adjacent to like a large field, and like the soccer field like you could see for quite a bit of distance. And I was like, I'm uncomfortable. Like I am definitely a city person. Like I need to be surrounded by I need, concrete. I need buildings. I need buildings. I need to feel like kind of like boxed in a little bit. I need to feel as like weird this, as that as weird as that seems. I need to feel like this area is being like patrolled by somebody exactly. that could help if I was in danger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I need to know there's a hospital close. Yeah. <laughs> That's like I have never been a fan of just that backwoods yeah, like it's not. deliverance it's, type place that It's it's too quiet and it's it has a feeling of like hopelessness. Like yes. it's very odd. I don't like it. The aura is not I not get why they're so angry out there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. 
So we're at we're at about fifty minutes or so. Do we want to do one more? Yeah, fuck it. Let's, Let's do well. one more. We'll break get through the bag anyway. Yeah, we've got to come up with some new ones. Uh, let's see. This one's also yours. I don't think there's any of mine left. What would be the first thing you would do on day one of your presidency? That's Ooh. a good one. That's a good one. I might need to pause for this one. Okay. I, need to think I, I about know this one a second. Instantly, I know mine. Yeah. about yours. Uh, okay, first thing that I would do day one of my presidency is I would grab the fucking president's black book and read everybody's dirty secrets that they've had from the past whatever yeah. years. I want to know who killed JFK legitimately. I want to know everything. Well, and honestly, I, this, this is assuming I have access to this, which I probably don't um, because everybody's already made the assumption. I also want to know about aliens. So I'm going to go find out if S1 is real and all that other shit. But it was funny because somebody made the argument that they were like, if aliens were real and if the president had access to that information, that would have been like the first fucking thing Trump did. Yeah. Like Trump how, would have told you know, everyone. That's how you know aliens aren't real. Yeah. Because like, he would have just been like. Or at least they just didn't tell him. He would have, yeah. He would have just <laughs> tweeted it out day one. Yeah. Like, Guess what I just found yeah. out. Guess what I just... <laughs> like that's, so that's, so that's why I'm thinking that. I wouldn't even know that. Um, but yeah, that would, if I had access to it, that's the first fucking thing I would do. Yeah. I had I picked two because I had a sneaking suspicion that that was going to be your answer. Yeah. Also, because like selfishly, that would be my first thing. I'm yeah. like I'm walking. All the other like fixing the world, chicken wait. I'll do the inauguration, walk back into my office, sit down. All the advisors there. I big. All right, I need to know like three things: who killed JFK? <laughs> like, was it the CIA? Like, what's the deal with aliens? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, why don't we have like water powered cars yet? Like, yeah. <laughs> what's the deal with that? Like, and I think like. The first, like, legitimate policy thing that I would probably do is I would make insurance illegal. Yeah. I like that a lot. Things have to cost less money. Like, insurance is a scam for everybody. Like, health insurance is illegal now. Yep. And then I I would probably be assassinated by the CIA in, like, an hour and a half. I would do mandatory IQ tests. For voting, yeah, and then and then class people based on that. <laughs> just immediately fa- divide the immediately country. Immediately fascism, like <laughs> immediately <laughs> divide the country. <laughs> First thing, day two is eugenics. Day, yeah. day three, <laughs> after we figure out who's dumb, I'm gonna take <laughs> like giving them all vasectomies. Yeah, and then uh, day three, I make war illegal. Checkmate. Yeah, <laughs> got him. <laughs> got him, boys. <laughs> I made crime illegal. <laughs> oh, and then also day four, I would take all of the money in the U.S. Federal Reserve, and I would put a futures bet on the Eagles to win to win the <laughs> Super Bowl, so I could pay off our debt. Paid off the net. <laughs> it was like they were getting great odds. It was minus one ten. <laughs> minus one ten. You bet seventeen trillion dollars on the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. Guess what, baby? Balanced yeah. budget. Yeah, I'm like now we're about to find out if this shit's really fixed. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah but then i know you're asked too you would hit that bet and you'd be like well fuck it we'll let it ride i'm putting another and you take your 30 trillion on a fucking futures bet for braves winning the 2020 double or World nothing Series. double or nothing and the whole bitch. country's like no <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you're gonna force everybody to root for the braves or else the economy is gonna collapse yeah i start sending the refs pictures of my button hovering over the nuclear codes <laughs> Like, <laughs> this is what's going to happen. It's up to you, buddy. Yeah. You want to be the guy that ruins <laughs> yeah. this for everybody? It's the Chiefs have like 27 uh, PI calls on them. And <laughs> you, get, 
you get on national TV during the Game 7 of the World Series, and you're like, if the Braves lose this game, I'm starting nuclear war with Russia. <laughs> Click. <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck voted for this guy? Uh, oh, fuck. Okay. He'd be immediately worst president of all time. Oh, yeah. It's, they would have to kill me. Just right <laughs> off the bat. They would yeah. absolutely have to off me. Yeah, they would have JFK'd your ass. That would be a problem. They'd have brought Lee Harvey Oswald out of retirement for yeah. you. And actually, in day eight that I would do is I would throw every single fucking Duke's Mayo administrator in fucking jail. Yep. Every single one. I would, I would, I would seize the company in a federal act, and I would make, um, I would make everyone in their office uh, like not allowed to work and pay bills, and I would uh, throw them all in a separate prison that I made just for all of their employees, and I would find out who that intern was. And I would put him in isolated confinement, and we would waterboard him. I would, re- I would repeal the Eighth Amendment, I believe, which is the cruel and unusual punishment. Yeah. and I would, but do- only for Duke's Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would, yeah, put them in federal prison and feed them Duke's Mayo until they died of diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> and then just, just put a. Uh- Long live the Mayo boys, like, on all of their cells. Yeah, I would spray paint that on, like, the columns of the White House. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Well, that was, a, that was a fun end to the podcast. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Fuck Duke's Mayo. Fuck Duke's Mayo, man. All right, guys. We're going to bounce out of here. Go Eagles, baby. Keep it Mayo. Peace. Peace.